This podcast may contain adult language and content not suitable for everyone. Listener discretion is advised. Anyway, welcome to another episode of Glamazons and Leprechauns, where two women at opposite ends of the height spectrum offer their unique perspectives on culture and society. Society. I am the six foot fabulous Tracy Payne Black. I am the five foot furious Rochelle Sharma. And today we are out of our gourds. This mm-hmm. is our uh, our version after standard, our mini episode. I think is what our they're standard, called. standard episode. Length. If you listen to our last episode fall into sweetness yes i think we Falling. talked about our favorite sweets Sweet. for this mid sort of time of year and although we might also talk about sweets on mm. this episode oh, this yeah. is a food episode so we will try desperately not to sound like a splendid table on splendid table splendid table also just a real quick note this is the first episode we are recording since the election that is true and although we hear it Glamazons and Leprechauns um, don't want to get too political because there's all kinds of other places for you to get your political right. information at this time. We just wanted to say how very excited and pleased we are with the results at present. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Lots of different results, not just the main shebang. But right. but our, our state has some exciting results. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we just have to stand by and hope that no one presses any red buttons in the next two and a half months. Right. Or other crazy things. But on that note, as we get closer to the other holidays that we enjoy, they're all food holidays, I'll Mm. say. So we're going to talk about... Yes, it is the most wonderful time of the year. And why not start with pumpkins? Because, you know, Halloween just ended. I purchased 12 pumpkins on Halloween in hopes of carving them. Actually, I think I got four pumpkins right before Halloween. And then I went back on Halloween and got eight more pumpkins hoping to be able to carve all of them. Oh, I think you need to mention how you felt bad for these poor little orphan pumpkins. Yeah, there's something I feel you bad. You haven't been selected for the dismembering. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I see the big bins of pumpkins, and I feel really bad just all around. I feel bad if they don't get chosen. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were a living thing. They are pumpkins. They didn't get chosen. And then when I talked about how I feel bad about them, you explain to me how I should feel bad about the ones I choose. Right. You want because, to elaborate on that? Oh, you want me to go through that again? Yeah. I was like, oh, let me get this straight. You feel bad for the pumpkins that don't get picked. So you buy a bunch and then you cut them open and you dig out their guts and you carve their corpses into a more appropriate form. And then you put a candle in them and put them on display so everybody can see what you've done to their corpses. And then they get discarded, mm-hmm. like and trash. Just left out to rot. Right, left and out. Throw them away. <coughs> when you put it in that context, it's really quite. Gruesome. It's very serial killery. It really is. It was delightful. I love it. <laughs> um, but with that said, I did not get around to serial killing as many of the pumpkins I intended ah. that I purchased. I ran out of time, so I ended up. Um, my husband carved one pumpkin. Uh-huh. I gave one pumpkin. To a neighbor who didn't, who was pumpkinless. Oh, okay. On Halloween, and um, yeah, desecrate this corpse as you wish. I saved the best pumpkin for last in hopes of making a lovely Pennywise 
pumpkin face. Uh-huh. I had found a stencil that I was going to work with, which was like half of a balloon. And then his that scary face with his eyes looking up, upward, mm-hmm. and his little bunny rabbit teeth. Right. So I saved that pumpkin. It had a really great stem on top. And saved it for last. And then worked furiously to carve all these other pumpkins. And I just kept running out of time. Mm-hmm. And some of my carvings were bad. Like, oh, this is just terrible. So then I felt even worse for those pumpkins. Because... They Not were, only had you killed them, you had done a half-ass job. I've done a half-ass job on their corpse decorations. Yes, a half-ass artistic <clears> job. <throat> but you know, I had a nice shark, and I I spent a lot of time on Michael Myers. Here's what happened uh. for Christmas last year. Teal bought a really lovely pumpkin carving kit. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Not the shit you buy in the store with a scoop. I love the goop scoop though. That's the best thing. The plastic tools. Yeah, those tools are pretty awesome. And the little the little tiny saw. Those work really well. But this was a professional. One for people that do the the really intricate carving where you just take the skin off. Yes. You know, and I had never really carved a pumpkin. I'm used to car- cutting out holes right. and making silhouettes like that. So, okay, let me try it this new way with these tools. And it just took a lot longer. Mm-hmm. It's like whittling wood. Yes. On top of that, you have to really scrape the inside. And I didn't know that. You I have thought, to scrape it down very thin. I thought... You had to do that on the outside. So I spent extra long time and actually put a hole in his face trying to, you know, make it thin on the outside. And I'm like, wait, this is stupid. I could just be scoop, you know, scoop, use the goop scoop on the inside to make it thinner mm-hmm. that way and then have it shine through. Anyhow, so long story longer, it took me like maybe two or three hours for the Michael Myers while the rest of the pumpkins waited there and it got closer and closer to dark. So... The best pumpkin never got carved. Mm-hmm. And we f- just threw him out yesterday. Oh. He was moldy as you know what. Yeah. Teal's like they, That's why I don't really buy the pumpkins. <clears throat> um, the front of my house faces south. So even if I carve that pumpkin in the afternoon on Halloween, it's going to be complete mush by Halloween night. It will be collapsing on itself. It's just too warm. Well, Halloween wasn't that warm this time. It was nice out. Yeah, that's true. We didn't put ours out till you know, dusk. Mm-hmm. And they did rather well. Only the ones that were really cut open in the face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds That sounds great. Um, were, you know, mushy and getting mold in the morning. But a few sure. of them were still okay. Anyhow, enough about talking about carving them. Let's talk about eating them. Yeah, because and, pumpkin is delicious and pretty easy to prepare. It is. And not just pumpkin, but other types of squashes. Gourd squashes. Gourds. Yes. So we have an instant pot. Uh, do you have an instant pot? I do. Well, no, not an instant pot, but air- I do have two electric pressure cookers. Okay. But they don't do any frying or any of the other stuff, right? No, they're not that <clears throat> air fryer thing. Sautéing. No, yes, one of mine does. Does a sauté. Uh-huh, yeah. my uh, Emeraldagasi tea valve electric oh. pressure cooker. Uh-huh. You can cook lots of stuff with the lid off, which is part of why I selected it. Yes. The lid doesn't have to be on to cook. Ours does that too. So I have a really good pumpkin soup mm-hmm. recipe. You remember pumpkin soup. I do. I love pumpkin soup. The day I had all four wisdom teeth pulled out, a friend came over with a huge container of pumpkin soup. I remember you getting all of your wisdom teeth pulled out and then 
laying on the couch with a bag of in peas. a medicated haze with a yeah. bag of peas on your face. I felt bad for you because you were miserable. It was pretty bad, but I think it was the next night he came over with the pumpkin soup. Yes. Okay. The next night. <clears throat> and it was the first time I had had pumpkin soup. Since that time, I have been hooked on pumpkin soup, but it's hard to find it to hard to find it done correctly. And the secret to it, I think, is the bacon. Mm. Now, do you put bacon in it or do you just use the bacon fat? No, you put the bacon in it. So actual fr- bacon. Yes. You have to fry up the bacon mm-hmm. and leave the, I think, leave the grease in it too. So yeah. the whole point about the Instant Pot is we're going to try this. Mm-hmm. We're going to try this later this evening, in fact. And you start off with the saute mm-hmm. with the bacon and leave the grease in there, I think. And... Honestly, I couldn't find a really good one with bacon, a recipe with the bacon, but I think I found one of the yellow squash soup recipes with bacon, and so I'm Uh modifying it with the pumpkin. Okay. And then at the very end... Now, let me ask, are you pre-roasting your pumpkin? No, we're going to cheat. So, Uh yes, the best thing I could have done to put those pumpkins to good use, just how the Native Americans did with the buffalo, Uh using all the pieces, Uh I should have, if I were smart, saved the innards of the pumpkin baked all of the seeds and given those seeds to someone who likes them and taked all of the rest of the guts and cooked it for myself for my upcoming soups. But no, instead they were all, the innards were just tossed down the garbage disposal. So no, I'll be using Libby's. (laughs) Okay, okay. Libby's canned pumpkin already cooked. And therefore I think the Instapot um, time for cooking is really only like 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, it would not be long. After you saute the bacon. You t- saute the bacon uh-huh. and then it's um, chicken broth or vegetable broth. Uh-huh. Then two cans of coconut milk uh-huh. or coconut cream yes. if you want it thicker. And then two cans of Libby's. And before that, when you saute the bacon, you want to saute like onions, maybe uh-huh. some garlic. I think you have to put in a bay leaf salt and pepper, mm-hmm. some ginger, and then maybe a little bit of cinnamon, but you got to be easy on the cinnamon. Very. As I mentioned. I actually prefer to nix the cinnamon and <laughs> use just a tiny pinch of either nutmeg or allspice. Right. Because again, this isn't sweet. This is a savory I have soup. A, and it's hearty. Yes. Very hearty. Mine is a little different. I don't put bacon in it, but I do use bacon. Usually if I make bacon, I'll reserve the grease. And then I will saute uh, my onions and my garlic in the bacon grease as my base. Yes. Yeah. And then I do roast my gourds in the oven. I will um, just put a very light coating of oil on them. Put them on a baking sheet, 350 for usually 30 to 45 minutes, depending on the size of the gourd. Let them cool down and then scoop out the very soft flesh. It's, and then straight into the pot with the, um, with the sauteed uh, onions and garlic that were done in the bacon <coughs> grease. And then I have found uh, Trader Joe's has a low-sodium vegetable stock that is out of this world. So if you want to, I don't want to say if you want to make it vegetarian because I do like to use bacon grease in uh, to saute the onions in but um, I don't always like chicken stock for every single soup 
So I've been leaning more towards finding like better vegetable stocks. If the soup doesn't involve chicken, I don't use chicken stock. I used to use chicken stock for everything. Now I had more to the vegetable stocks. Right, and I don't eat chicken, so I try to avoid the chicken stock and use vegetable stock myself. Oh man, I'm telling you, try out that Trader Joe's. Their vegetable stock is fantastic. I might have to check that out. Um, I do not, as I mentioned, um, cut out my the flesh and bake it. Mm-hmm. I do that for when I'm making zucchini squash, mm-hmm. which we we use when we're making like um, a spaghetti bake with zucchini instead of noodles to make it low carb or no sure. carb. Um, I'll cook those open. I'll get a summer squash and cook them with just a little bit of olive oil and salt and pepper and let them bake in the oven opened. And then Have use you a tried fork. A spaghetti squash. Yeah. Wow, those are fantastic. Yes. The spaghetti squash. You, I will cut that open uh-huh. and do it that way too. And then take a fork, and then, um, yeah, just kind of scrape it. Scrape, gently. scrape it yes. all out, and then I put that in a casserole dish, and cover it with spaghetti sauce and uh-huh. cheese, and bake it. I uh, will. I will bake the spaghetti squash, scoop the innards out, and set those off to the side. And then in a saute pan, I will uh, toss in a little bit of cold butter and garlic. And then saute the spaghetti squash a second time in the pan. Just to get a little extra water out of it and use that as a side. And the butter. Why cold butter? Um, Just because you can tell how much you're putting in. So like I'll cube it up and then I know about, you know... Uh, because I, um, when I saute it in the pan, I'm doing like a, a per person serving, basically. Now, the old spaghetti factory in town, for those that do no or low carb, on like Wednesdays or Thursdays, you can go in and instead of the spaghetti with the mizithra cheese mm, and butter, I they will make one. it with the, um, the spaghetti squash. With the spaghetti squash. Mm. It is so delicious. Yeah. It's a matter of finding that mazithra cheese because you can't find it in my neighborhood. You have to go to the good fries. <laughs> or <laughs> well, I, I was going to say, uh, sometimes when I saute up the spaghetti squash, like the individual person's side, then I put it on the plate. If I'm feeling a little frisky, I will grate some Parmesan on top of that. Yeah. Oh, so it's good. good. Yum. So, yes, that's something to do with squash. And then... Another thing, as everyone knows, that knows me, that I make every year is my world-famous zucchini bread. I have given this recipe out to no one um, (laughs) until recently. I gave it to one person who does not live in this state. Oh, I see. Somebody could be trusted out of state. Out of state. Because in state, then, who's everyone going to go to for for the bread? Right now, I have that power over everyone. I see. So I'm not going to share my zucchini bread recipe, but I don't know. Have we talked about the zucchini oh, bread yeah. before Mark came? I think oh, we yeah. talked about it. We did in our that, previous food episode. Yes, that it came from a co-worker's carrot cake recipe. Mm-hmm. It was the best carrot cake recipe um, or carrot cake I've ever had. And the homemade um, frosting, of cream cheese frosting as well. It was so good. And then I think I was maybe in the mall. And do you remember Paradise Bakery? I do. Are they still around? There was a huge zucchini cake. And I was like, that sounds interesting. I've never had that before. And I tasted it and it was really good. And I remember thinking, I bet I could duplicate this 
with a decent carrot cake recipe. And I did. I kept the cream cheese frosting um, directions, Mm -hmm. but instead of making a carrot cake, I just used zucchinis instead. I'm like, well, they're a little bit wetter than a carrot, but I bet it would work out. And it ended up making the most moist, delicious cake ever. And then I thought, well, what if you don't want the frosting and you don't want, you know, all of the extra or the extra mm-hmm. calories? This would make a great bread, like for the holidays, like, like pumpkin yeah. bread, a great loaf, like instead of banana bread or pumpkin. And ta-da, that's it. So that was a modified recipe. So if you are interested, because you're not going to get my recipe, I'll tell you that. But if you're interested in a zucchini bread recipe or even a zucchini cake recipe, just find your most favorite carrot cake recipe if you're a carrot cake person which i know several people like that's their favorite kind of cake Mm -hmm. just find that and substitute the carrots for zucchini and usually it's about three cups three cups of zucchini in the recipe is enough to make two loaves Mm -hmm. or one um, what 13 by 9 sheet cake right Mm -hmm. delicious with that a step away from these squashes and gourds for a moment as i mentioned we talked about cinnamon a minute ago and how too much cinnamon can mess up your pumpkin soup. I just accidentally used cinnamon in a banana bread recipe, which was a mistake. Cinnamon and bananas don't necessarily like to party. They don't. And I thought it was a different recipe. I I should have printed this because it was like the best banana bread recipe. I've only really conquered banana bread this year. I know it sounds easy, but I think it's so easy that you can screw it up. Mm -hmm. It was a very simple recipe. There was like only five ingredients in it, and it was delicious every time, but I couldn't find that one. I found this other one, and it had all of those ingredients plus cinnamon, and I remember thinking, is cinnamon? I don't remember cinnamon being in there. Okay, well, I'll just add a little bit, just in case. (laughs) Ruin the whole loaf. I mean, it's still good. We're eating it. Yeah, but it, there's just something about it that does not work. Those two flavors, to me, don't necessarily work They together. do not work, at least in a bread, mm. in a quick bread like that. I would even go so far as to say anything, really. It needs nut. Well, I like the nuts. We like yeah. nuts. Yeah, oh yeah. But you're right. Other than that, no. Um, my aunt makes a really good chocolate chip walnut banana bread uh-huh. she, she'll make me one around Christmas and on the out time she will sprinkle or she'll drizzle like white vanilla and chocolate not a syrup but some sort of like ganache or something uh-huh. okay. drizzled all over the top so it looks like, like a praline yes. but it's all over the bread and then it gets crunchy and it's delicious especially if you heat it up and put butter on it yum <laughs> But so I try to do that with um, chocolate chips and walnuts in the really good banana bread recipe. And it was it was too much. Maybe I used the wrong chocolate chips because we like dark chocolate. And I even backed up and didn't put as many, but it ruined the bread. At least when I made it, the bread could stand on its own without the chocolate. Too much. Right. Too many notes. Gilding the lily. Yes. You know, you've got it. It's already good. Um, Chances are pretty good that if she's using chocolate in her banana bread recipe, it's a reduced sugar type situation where she's back down the sugar in the the batter. That would be what I would do. I should have her on and find out because her peach cobbler is another fall favorite. Yum. In fact, she made one. Mm. She made one like a month ago. 
and I went over and I wasn't even expecting it. And all of a sudden there's like a peach cobbler sitting there. I was like, oh my God, it is too soon for this. I'm taking half of it home. Sorry. <laughs> and I did. Took half of it home. Delicious. You know, the the thing about cinnamon is cinnamon, cinnamon can be, I don't want to say that, oh, it's a sweet spice because that's not true. I love to add cinnamon to uh, my chili and my barbecue rub. And when I make kebabs, there's a little bit of cinnamon in that. Yeah, it's not sweet on its, it's own. No, but there is something about it because the flavor is so specific and can get so loud uh, so quickly in many recipes. Almost like a curry mm. in its own way. Or ginger. Mm-hmm. Too much ginger can go I don't south. Know. I love ginger. You can put a I ton ginger of ginger too. and stuff and I don't even blink. I love now, it. There is ginger in this pumpkin soup mm-hmm. recipe so i had to buy a a hunk of it oh man i buy it by the bag we go through so much ginger i bet with all of the indian cooking oh use. yeah there's ginger and everything pretty much okay but back on gourds and fall foods what do you have well i thought we were gonna talk turkey but before we do let's talk a little bit about the favorite pumpkin which is or oh. rather the biggest pumpkin uh, use, which I would say is pumpkin, pumpkin pie. pie. Pumpkin pie. Now, I don't know if you know this, but the canned pumpkin, did you know you can add that to any regular cake mix and then bake it up? And it it's great. Well, does it taste like pumpkin? Nope. What does it do? Just add moisture. Uh-huh. But that has a very specific flavor. No. Know, so, no? It, no. Uh, Not one on of the its things own. that I like to do is if I have to make, say, especially chocolate um, or any other cake mix, I, I'd say you might notice a bit in some of the, uh, like the um, strawberry and cherry cakes, you might notice, but I doubt it. Uh, so, husbands, Hindu, if I have to take cakes to say dinner at someone's house and I know there's going to be people there who are vegetarian but I still want delicious cake um can't put the eggs in so I'll get a can of pumpkin instead oh if they're vegan yeah not well yeah we're I guess it would work for vegans too but vegetarian like you can't add the eggs wait I think we've had this conversation you consider eggs vegetarian still right Yes. Okay, well, Hindus don't. Right, Hindus don't. We've talked about this. So Hindus um, will not eat. They'll eat cheese and milk and all that, but yeah, no eggs. So um, I'll mix a can of pumpkin in. And uh, one of of my favorite ways is just to get like a chocolate cake mix and mix a can of pumpkin in and um, then put it in a pastry bag and squeeze it out into little duties and (laughs) then put sprinkles on it and call it um, elf poop. And it's delicious. It's delicious. It's little chocolate cakes with sprinkles. Made with pumpkin. Mm-hmm. And, but it doesn't taste like pumpkin. Mm-mm. It's just very, you know, it's a very tender product because of all the moisture in the pumpkin. But pumpkin pie. Oh, my God. I love pumpkin pie. Let's talk pumpkin pie. Okay. Let's talk pumpkin pie. So how do you like to make pumpkin pies? I don't. I you let know, my mom make the pumpkin that's pies. That's funny. It's not my favorite. I love it, but I don't enjoy baking it. I know how to, but to be honest, a lot of times I might just buy one instead. If I have to make it, then it is the uh, it is the pumpkin in the can with the sweetened condensed milk and the spices and 
then you just, you know, you pre-bake the pie shell, put the pumpkin in, let it bake, and then let them set. It is really easy to screw up a pumpkin pie, though. I can't tell you how many... I've cracked one. Oops. I'm okay if it cracks even a little on top, if it tastes okay. I don't like store pumpkin pie. There's usually no flavor in it whatsoever. I only like family-baked pumpkin pie, and occasionally I remember, because you know there were a lot of potlucks when Mm -hmm. you worked at the phone company, very rarely would someone have a homemade decent pumpkin pie maybe occasionally the costco pumpkin pie was okay Mm -hmm. i'd have a a small sliver of that but your regular like grocery store pumpkin pie no you not good you have to have the uh evaporated milk or is it the sweetened condensed milk i'd have to look at my recipe it's something about um the spices either it's not enough pumpkin spice or nutmeg something's missing or there's too much of one and not the other. Mm-hmm. Or there's nothing. Absolutely nothing no gross. spice. Um, gross. I, somebody made a sweet potato pie once and it was just like no spice. It was sweet. And it, you know, they had put the sugar in it, but none of the spices. It was disgusting. I've never made a sweet potato pie either. Neither have I. But I mean, I, I like assume, sweet potatoes. I would assume that it is somewhat similar to the pumpkin pie recipe. It is. With the, with the mm-hmm. uh, evaporated milk or the condensed milk. Actually, cannot remember right now which one i use evaporated milk is is less thin yeah condensed is the thick condensed is the thick but i think eagle brand Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think i have some and then if i buy evaporated milk i will buy carnation evaporated milk i like theirs that's what i have yeah i have that uh but do you know what i really love what's a thanksgiving sweet i like apple cobbler or apple crisp that's oh my god because you know when you eat the sweet potatoes during thanksgiving dinner if somebody has made them correctly like the yams or the sweet potatoes with the seasoning and then i don't want more pumpkin pie no i've kind of already had those flavors i feel so too Mm -hmm. but we usually have both that's why i want the pecan pie oh yeah i'm more of a pecan pie those are a pain in the ass to make my husband makes the best pumpkin or pecan pie good for him so yes he he just follows the K-Row syrup recipe yep. because that's the one my grandma used. That's the one that it. I like because that's the one my grandma used. Yes, and it is e- it's easy to screw up if you overcook it. Uh-huh. Um, but he makes that, and then my mother makes the pumpkin pie, and I might have a piece, but I'm more likely to gobble down the pecan pie. I am um, a sucker for uh, apples as dessert on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I love um Apple crisp with the butter and the oatmeal topping. Yes. Oh my God, I'm done. My mom makes a good one of those. We should have her on and talk about mm. it. I believe I asked her what kind of apples does she use thinking that she used Granny Smith or tart apple. No, I think she uses Red Delicious, believe does it or not. she really? And, um, you know, like that's like the, you know, bottom of the barrel as far as just eating an apple on its own. No one ever likes a Red Delicious, but it certainly makes a lovely apple crisp mm-hmm. yeah i'm more of a honey crisp just eating an apple because i like it sweeter i like but she uh, says i think she said that they cook up better um, they could i could definitely see that the um, um the red delicious mm-hmm. now i think i tried to make some sort of tart or something with a sweeter i did i tried to make an apple tartan do you know what that is mm-hmm, i do Where you cook the apples in a skillet and arrange them a certain way and then mm-hmm. you put a crust on top and right. bake it and then flip it upside, flip it upside down. down sure and what happened was i think i used honey crisp or a sweet uh, gala they disintegrated Mm-mm, they will they totally disintegrated and turned to mush so when i turned the tartan 
you know, right side up, it just, exactly. It just almost like a jello that didn't set. Mm -hmm. It was a mess. Uh, A delicious mess. Oh, I bet. One of my favorite apples is actually the Brayburn. You used to find them in the store all the time. That's my favorite one for eating and cooking. I, I love to do both with that. It is a, it's not terribly sweet. It's got a nice crispiness to it. Uh, but it is, um, it leans a bit more to the, um, to the tart side. Not all the way to Granny Smith, you know. What's the other one that I'm a big fan of? Macintosh? Is it Macintosh? Yes, those it's are very hard to nice. Find those too. Um, those are all, I don't want to say they're becoming a specialty, but I mean, they just wind up in such high demand. Uh, Sprouts carries those when they get, let me tell you, apple season, go over to Sprouts. They get all kinds. Yeah. And they're good. And if you get there at the right time, you can get them at an extremely reasonable price. I always have galas around the house for just an eating. Galas and and Fuji's. Yeah. Yeah. But I am a big fan of Brayburn. I think really it's a nice balance of acidity and sweetness with an excellent texture that is good both cooked and raw. You know, it's nice and crisp for eating raw, but it's delicious cooked. Yum. We had, again, I'm not a huge fan of the pumpkin pie. I mean, if it's there, I'll eat it. But what I did have this week is it was our one anniversary and we went out to eat. We had a creme brulee after Mm. dinner then. But, and then we took a pumpkin cheesecake slice home. Oh, yeah. That's just delicious. (laughs) I've never made one myself, but I think, I think my mom should make one for Thanksgiving. Um, I have never made a cheesecake and I think it is more out of, I'm just not the biggest cheesecake fan. I can do a bite or two and then I'm done. I love cheesecake. I love it, but it has to be done right. My mom makes pretty good cheesecake. She's got it down. She usually makes one or two around. That's more of a Christmas mm-hmm. thing. Um, so I have to talk about it more then. But I did find a pumpkin cheesecake recipe, but it, it it's a lot. It's in, it's involved. Oh, There's yeah. a lot of stuff. There's a lot. Um, you know, it's like making a tiramisu. You know, stuff that's just a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Delicious, but time consuming for sure. And, you know, I don't know. I'm looking at one now. I'd rather just make it than have to not make it, eat it. I'd rather eat it than make it. But it looks um, delicious. (laughs) Delicious. What about pumpkin cinnamon rolls? I'm singing. That, you know, you go ahead and do that. Yeah, that's not my jam. I I do like, um, let's see, what's another pumpkin product I enjoy making? Oh, pumpkin chocolate chip cookies. Those are good. But you have to eat them so fast. They go, oh. That doesn't sound good to me. Bake them, take them to a work function. They got to be eaten within like a day. Yeah, I don't want pumpkin cookies. It doesn't sound good. Oh, they're good. Pumpkin cinnamon roll sounds like overkill. I just want regular cinnamon roll. Well, I was trying to think. I think if you did like a thin layer of really cooked down pumpkin, I mean like you cooked a lot of water out of it and made it almost into like a pumpkin, you know, like pumpkin butter, something that's really sort of condensed. I can imagine maybe the frosting being pumpkin-y, but I don't don't know if I want the pumpkin in the cinnamon roll. I think a a layer of pumpkin butter... And then with the, the cinnamon and the nutmeg and everything on that, you might be able to get that to work pretty well. The only worry that I would have is um, you really have to control for adding moisture. Right. 
What about pumpkin pancakes? Oh, I do like pumpkin pancakes. Not a whole bunch because I don't really eat syrup on my pancakes. What do you put on your pancakes? Um, I like sour cream and some blackberry jam or blueberry jam. On a regular pancake? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. It's delicious. Try it. I like syrup. I like syrup and powdered sugar on my pancakes. Oh, too much. Too Not much. a lot of each. <laughs> I don't like a lot of syrup. So it's more, more like powdered sugar and then just a, a sprinkle of the syrup. Oh, you know what we have tried is the... Uh, we get the lingonberry jam from Ikea. And then that with a little bit of sour cream on top of your pancake is That's really good. good. I can imagine that being good. It's good. So are you likely to order pumpkin pancakes? No. Or no? No, but if somebody, if somebody at the table has ordered them you taste and they're them. not coated in that icing, the white icing, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Same icing you'd put on cinnamon rolls. Yeah, I think like, doesn't IHOP or Denny's do yeah. some pumpkin pancakes? There for a while... Denny's was doing a really good pumpkin pecan pancake. Right. And you could tell them, you know, no drizzle or whatever on it. Um, I will not order them, but if somebody at the table has ordered them, they are going to give me a bite or I will stab them with a fork. <laughs> I make it pretty clear that you, you owe me a bite of that just for having brought it to the table. Yeah, but I usually don't want more than... Now, have than you tried bite. the... Uh, I want to say that this got real big about... 15 years ago and they're fantastic the pumpkin cheese roll do you know what i'm talking about where it's almost like a jelly roll with like a pumpkin cream cheese filling no oh they're delightful you uh do a pumpkin cake Uh, i want to say probably pumpkin mixed into like a spice cake mix Mm. you bake it out in a low sheet pan and then you roll it up and then you make a pumpkin cream cheese spread to put inside. And not normally, I am not a sweetened cream cheese spread person. I do not like cream cheese frosting. But this is the one time where I'm like, okay, I'm okay with the cream cheese. Okay, well, I like that. I like, you know, because I started again with the um, the zucchini bread, mm-hmm. uh, which was a carrot cake. So I like the um, cream cheese frosting. I'm I, a fan. I don't. I think it's disgusting. But there's something about the filling that they use in those pumpkin rolls it's very light so they whip the hell out of that cream cheese and with the powdered sugar it's not that thick heavy dense it's light it's fluffed up and with that pumpkin spice cake around it it is amazing it is a really delicious thing think like a yule log but like thanksgiving's version of it as long as it's not too sweet no, it isn't. I think that's why I like it. I don't want the overkill. I know uh, one of my friends, I haven't talked to her in a while, but she would make them every year starting around Halloween and all the way through Christmas. She would make them and sell them, and they were wonderful. She did a great job. There's someone I know who makes a really good cheesecake. I think it's apple. Oh, apple wow. Apple caramel Yum. cheesecake. I think she's one of our listeners, too. Oh, really? I think mm. she, I think she gave me that recipe, and now I don't know where it is. I'm going to need it again. Rachel, I need that recipe. <laughs> <laughs> it is one of the most delicious cheese, cheesecakes I've ever had. It, it is sounds de- good. delicious. I think you'd like, because you like apples. I do. Cheesecake, you're not a big fan of cheesecake, but you might like no, it. No, but with the right garnishes cheesecake can be really delicious i mean really with cheesecake i either want just the right garnishes or super simple 
There's something about baking the cheesecake, though. It's similar to baking a pumpkin pie where you mm-hmm. have to worry about the cracking. Oh, yeah. There's You've got to put of, it in the bain-marie. There's tin foil involved. There's a, springform pans. Yeah, springform pans. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work. I think I've only used my springform pan for tiramisu. Mm. But uh, I'm supposed to be making one of those next weekend. Mm, good luck with well, that. Yeah, we'll see. So Maybe. is a virtue. All right, so um, pumpkins, apples pecans yes so should we should we talk a little thanksgiving well yeah i mean that's that's coming right i mean by the time thanksgiving comes around we'll probably be talking about something else so (laughs) um i know that this thanksgiving earlier this year i had been asked to attend thanksgiving at someone else's house that's always risky it, it, well, here's the thing. When you have my husband and my son to consider, even if I attend Thanksgiving elsewhere, I'm still making a full Thanksgiving dinner at my home because uh, the husband is, he, Thanksgiving is the be all end all. He thinks that is the best holiday ever invented ever for any reason to have a holiday, to eat turkey and all of the trimmings and everything. He's just, totally down with that um so if we go somewhere even if they give us leftovers it's not enough it's not enough for them right so i will still be making you know the turkey and all of the good stuff plus they're going to still want their own favorites right exactly and then so then then the next thing is you have to worry that perhaps their tastes don't lean towards yours you know yeah that's that's the risky part i think we talked before how i went to someone's thanksgiving dinner Earlier on, I think I was in high school. Mm-hmm. This is a, a friend, uh, someone you know, mm-hmm. and her mom made um, ham gravy. Oh my god! And it's it's something like the whole whole family. The loves. whole family probably loves it. it yeah, right. They, they're looking forward. But to you're this like, ham why gravy. are you putting this fucking poison on my food? I was like, food. this is disgusting. Right. And no, I I wanted my own. I missed my. I I, I was homesick for my own Thanksgiving dinner. You know, and that's that's. That is the trouble is that, especially, I don't want to say, <laughs> as you get older, you know what you like. Right. And so going to Thanksgiving at other people's houses it's becomes one more and year. more risky. Right. Because it's one day it's a one year. It's one day a year. And, you and want... if you didn't get the dinner that you want, <laughs> you will focus on that shit all the way through Christmas. Right. You'll be like, oh, God, I damn it. I, should I still make it? Like, you can't find a reason to make a giant dinner for yourself, but you want it because you missed it and you know you can't make it till next year and not have that deliciousness. Now, one year, a few years ago, I was trying to go vegan. And still, I'm really weird about turkey. Mm-hmm. I may or may not eat turkey or I'll, I might eat just a little bit uh, of it. I'm not huge on turkey, as you know, and I don't eat chicken. Mm-hmm. So I did try to go vegan and so what i did on thanksgiving <laughs> did you make a tofurkey no but i oh. <laughs> stopped by um green which is a vegan rest restaurant mm-hmm. and on thanksgiving you could pre-order a vegan um thanksgiving meal okay. and go pick it up on thanksgiving and i did i went and picked it up on the way to to my mom's house and i was just going to substitute whatever you know eat more starches but i wanted some something else that I know she wouldn't be making to have more, some sort of protein without eating the turkey. Uh-huh. So it wasn't a 
tofurkey. It was, it was almost as if you could take a cornbread. What do I want to call it? Like polenta? Like a cornbread crust and put it over something that looked like a, a piece of fish. Hmm. Uh, like a big, long piece of cod. But I don't know what the hell it was made of. Hmm. It tasted okay. It was just dry. It was yeah. some sort of protein-based like thing. Like the sponge? Do you I, know what I mean? I chicken sponge where they're pretending like it's chicken, but it's sponge. It was pretending to be something, but tofu is really soft. I don't know what it was. No, not all tofu is soft. Um, it, oh, but it's probably a har- soy protein. It was probably a soy, yes. It Some was, of the um, Indian, story, Indian stores will carry these, I mean, for the lack of a better term, nuggets. Sure. And yeah, they're I like some of those. soy nuggets. They're chicken with a K. Chicken yeah. nuggets. You know, no These sea. don't really taste like anything. Yeah. And you stick them into the dish and then they just sort of soak up the fluid. Right. And then they take on the flavor of, of the whatever. dish. So it was taking on the flavor of whatever the, you know, cornbreaded crust sure. was. So it, I, I ate that and didn't have any turkey. That but sounds disgusting, dude. It was all, it was okay, <laughs> but the other sides it came with weren't good, and I really wanted stuffing and things that were probably made with butter. So I think I ended mm-hmm. up I ended up having those things, right? Um, and the dessert it came with wasn't good. Of course, I was going to have regular pecan pie. So after that, I wasn't going to try that again. And I like cheese too much, so I ended mm-hmm. up not being a vegan for, <laughs> for very long. So, but the point is, I I. I did want, um, still, even that day, some of the traditional items sure. that you look forward to because it's only once a year. And even with that said, there were, throughout the years, you know, as, as relatives get married and they have their traditions, there were a few Thanksgivings where, oh, I really like that stuffing. Oh, yeah. So I took on my cousin's husband's stuffing. Mm-hmm. So even... Even though I I will go to my mom's house and eat her stuffing, which is fine because it's more of like my grandma's stuffing, Mm -hmm. and that's equally as delicious, I will still be making my own stuffing here at home, which is my cousin's Mm -hmm. husband's recipe. So we'll have that, you know, because leftovers of just my mom's stuffing wouldn't be enough. And that stuffing's delicious. It has water chestnuts in it and mushrooms. Mm -hmm. And it's literally made with white bread out of the, you know, the the plainest store, grocery store, generic white bread. Mm -hmm. Two loaves of that. Just break it all up. And then, you know, your, I think, chicken stock, butter, Mm -hmm. of course. Um, And then you cook up like mushrooms and celery and onions. And then when they're all cooked, mix them with the water chestnuts, mix up all the bread, salt and pepper, lots of sage, and that's it. Lots of butter and more butter on top. I think there's one egg to hold it all together. Delicious. Right. And what makes it are the mushrooms and that the flavor of the white bread. Sure. Delicious. Now, me, myself, I'm actually, I am one of those people who like a cornbread stuffing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's the one that my mind's at. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say. It's probably a lot like your mom's and your grandma's because yes. I do like the bacon and I like celery and onion and carrot and red pepper. Oh, that's red bell different. pepper in my cornbread stuffing. So saute those all down, mix them in the cornbread, call it good. There you go. Sounds Yummy, delicious. Spicy. Um, the one thing that I like, I do not, <laughs> I hate this. I don't like the fried turkeys. You know how everybody wants to deep fry turkeys? I don't like it. It dries it out. It. Oh I don't my like God. It. I had had 
and you know, thank God that my mother is dead and that my dad doesn't listen to podcasts because this would probably hurt his feelings. But because he liked to deep every fry year it. he would deep fry turkey and he would take a syringe and fill it with like this Cajun butter mix that was just really salty and like stab this turkey to death, squeezing this stuff in it and then fry it. And that flavor does not work with any of the other traditional Thanksgiving flavor flavors. Yeah. I hated it for years. I just hated Thanksgiving because I could not stand that fried turkey. So finally, you know, we get, uh, the housing situation situated and, and I get a good oven, right? So I start roasting the turkeys. Now me, I go super t- traditional with the turkey. I like to, I don't use stuffing inside of it. Yeah, no. I'll do um, white onion. I'll quarter a white onion. I'll do apple, orange, and then a bundle of herbs. I like rosemary. I like thyme. You just shove that in yeah, there? Yeah, I stick that in there. I don't fill up the cavity entirely. I salt, pepper, and garlic, the skin, all over. Do you stick butter all over the turkey? No, I don't. I do not butter the turkey. Um, the skin is pretty fatty already, but the one thing that I do is um, I like to cook my turkey uh, tits down. Turn it upside down. Put the boobies on the bottom. It's not as pretty but when I you bet, do it that I bet way. the white meat gets juicier. Yes, much. The first time I made a turkey, I cooked it standard side up. It was delicious. But the breasts were a little dry, dry, close to the skin. The meat on the back was amazing. And I was like, okay. So I flipped the turkey upside down the next time I cooked it. Fantastic. Best I've ever had. So good. Used the drippings in the pan to make the turkey gravy. Oh, it was amazing. Now, was the dark meat dry then? Because no. the little legs would be on the top. You would think, but because nope. That sometimes that ends up being the best part. Mm-hmm. Or those, you know, yeah, falling the off the bone. Sure. Yes. And again, I don't eat a lot of it, but right when it comes out, maybe after smelling it, I might have a piece like or two. Like a little piece. Um, I'm especially bad on, um, like, leftovers of turkey. You know, the next day it starts to taste too gamey. I can't, hmm. Can't do interesting. It. it is interesting. Um, let's talk sides then, since you're not much of a turkey person. Well, so we you, talked about stuffing. Right. You mentioned the sweet potatoes. So my mom does the traditional sweet potatoes, but they're the huge chunk. Well, I guess you could say yams. They're okay. not sweet potatoes. They're, right. They're yams and the big orange yams and mm-hmm. they're covered in butter and, and sugar and cinnamon and baked. But yes. Yeah, so after that, I usually wouldn't want a sweet potato pie. Right. Or a pumpkin pie either pumpkin because pie. a lot of times I'll use the same spices. I do not do the marshmallows. See, I was just going to say that. I do occasionally like that. So sometimes right. I'll do it. That's something I'll do at home and just do a small one mm-hmm. with a marshmallow. I've done a marshmallow pecan and brown sugar topping. I love the pecans and in there. I do a little brown sugar, a little butter, pecan, and right. then a little... Uh, and cinnamon nutmeg and allspice. It's smooth. It's like pureed. The the yams or the or the sweet potatoes are pureed. It's all like you know like the like pumpkin. Oh, you do. Oh yeah, that one is that I one's decadent that. and delicious. It is decadent. And then I put you know the marshmallows and the, everything on top. And then, of course, there's butter and sugar and eggs and everything. And <laughs> yeah. But I keep that. I do that one at home. Mm-hmm. And my mom does the the one with the big yams. But you only need one. Or there's it's so filling. Yes, it's just it's I too cube, much. I cube them down into say smaller pieces. Yeah, I would say bite-sized pieces and not big bites either. I want to say like uh, one-inch cubes, maybe 
I do cube them down pretty small and that way as the the butter and the brown sugar melt I can go into the oven and kind of toss it around a little bit so mm -hmm. that they don't dry out that sounds pretty good yeah they it, it's not bad but it's decadent which is why I really don't do pumpkin pie and I'll turn to something like an you know an apple crisp to get right. those fall flavors do you make the apple crisp uh yes you make it yourself mm-hmm Okay, what other sides? Oh, man, I am a sucker for the green beans with the mushrooms and green the French casserole. onions. Yeah, we do that too. Yeah, I mm -hmm. saute mushrooms and onions. I toss in the green beans. I do not always use the can of mushroom soup. You it depends on how lazy I feel. No, because... We need that. That's a traditional flavor. Yeah. It has to be in there. But I can also, like, I'll just use a little bit of cream and... <laughs> okay, I could see how it's that good. could work. They, they sure. both work. You know, it depends on how much work I want to put into it. Because if I'm not feeling like doing a lot of work, I will definitely grab that can of mushroom soup. Yeah. But I'll saute big chunks of mushroom. We like big slices of mushroom in there, too. That sounds good. It is good. Okay, what else do you do? I do um, my unhealthy cream corn. I was, okay, I was just going <laughs> to talk about that. My grandma would make a, a cream corn casserole. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a, a, a corn pudding. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you could slice it when it's mm -hmm. cold. It is delicious. I and like that. It's made with like cream and butter and mm -hmm. sugar and I don't know, something to make you be able to cut through it like a pudding. <laughs> but my mom's not too big into the cream corn pudding no. and I don't think my aunt likes the corn pudding. So again, it's something that if I want to make it, it, it has to, it's just at home. So what I will do, uh, mostly because there's no way anybody in my family would eat that except <laughs> for me, but I know what you're talking about and I do like that. Um, I like to do uh, corn with a little bit of cream cheese and then I saute onions and jalapenos in like either a little bit of butter or a little bit of bacon grease if I've got some leftover from the stuffing. Where does the cream cheese go? When do you add that? Um, I add the sauteed onions and jalapenos and then a little bit of cream cheese and then I just stir it until it kind of all becomes one. So it's lightly coated in the cream cheese. It's not healthy. And then you put that in a pan. And if you are extra desirous of cheese, you can apply a little cheese to the top, whatever you choose. And then bake it. White cheddar tastes pretty good on it. Yeah, and then you bake it a bit. Um, well, uh, nothing about Parmesan tastes pretty good on it, That's, too. <laughs> I bet. I think That's you're putting cream point. on your vegetables. Yes. Absolutely. That's what makes them tasty. Um, oh, one thing that I love if I have the time, is um, parsnips, like okay. parsnips and carrots. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I'll do those with like a little bit of uh, honey and salt. Okay. That's good. It's honey and salt. Mm -hmm. Okay. You just drizzle it on top. I mean, it really depends on like, I'm really the only one who likes the sweet potatoes. Uh, so sometimes I'll sub out carrots and parsnips. Will you do regular potatoes too? I mean, because you already have the stuffing, but sometimes we'll have regular mashed potatoes. The husband the and the kid love the mashed potatoes. potatoes. I would not do it. So if it right. was just me, it would be the parsnips and the carrots. But they and want the mashed potatoes. They want the mashed potatoes. Do you, do you buy potatoes from scratch and mash them? Yes. Do you do? Yeah, I never, no box potatoes. No, but, you, know, I, uh, you know, I used to do the thing where you boil them. Yeah. But now I just stick them in the pressure cooker. Oh yeah, I bet yeah. that's quicker. Oh, it's fast. Do you leave the skins on? It's a lot of work. 
I, we like I the would skins love here. to leave the skins on, but the like husband them. freaks out. Oh, gosh. Well, in India, you don't want to eat the skin you don't off the eat potato. This, that's yeah, a, it's well, not clean. I, I like the skin. I love the skin. Especially like a baked potato. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that little bit of like olive oil that's cooked on there or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I take mine and I grease up that potato skin, you know, <laughs> and then I roll it in salt and pepper and stick it on a sheet and then Delicious. just stick it in the oven and bake it that way. Oh, so yeah. good. Now, what are your thoughts on cranberry sauce? And I the, love it. Okay. Are you the gel mm-hmm. cranberry yeah. or are you the free flowing you know, cranberry. I like that one too. I don't like that one. But I, I like the I gel. Like the gel. <laughs> it's so gross, but um, I love it. Do yes. you know why I like the gel? You can put it on a sandwich. Exactly. Yes. It works better for the Thanksgiving sandwich the it next day. It works better on the sandwich because my grandmother would make a sandwich day after mm-hmm. and would never make me one. She'd make herself one and I'd take a bite and then want one and then mm-hmm. I'd go make one and it wouldn't be as good as hers. But right. it was... It had turkey on it, stuffing, uh-huh. a slice of red onion, mayonnaise, uh-huh. a slice of lettuce, and um, a sliver of gel cranberry sauce. <laughs> it was delicious. It was a Thanksgiving sandwich. Yes. I love Thanksgiving sandwiches. I think, um, have you ever had the Christmas sandwich that they do in England? No. What's it's fantastic. That? It I don't ham? know, but what's it's on? good. What is it? No, it's usually it's usually turkey, but it's got it's it's not quite the same as a Thanksgiving sandwich, and it's super good. Well, it can't be Thanksgiving because then, they're yeah. England, right? But I it's it's a bit close to it. I thought they're more of a ham. Well, no, they're more goose. Oh yeah, goose yeah. and pigeon, of right. course. Pigeon's goose. Uh, so I too love the Thanksgiving sandwich, but I do mine a little different. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, I like sourdough bread that's grilled so that it's got buttery crispy outsides Mm -hmm. right and then on the inside I like turkey I spread the cranberry sauce almost like a jam yeah onto Mm -hmm. the turkey on both pieces of bread nope just Mm -mm. one oh I'm just on the turkey just on the turkey um on the bread I may or may not do mayonnaise depending on how dry the turkey was that I'm putting on there if it's not dry I don't do anything like that so uh then on the other side I will (laughs) Sounds terrible. Uh, in a separate pan, off to the side, I will like make a little patty out of stuffing, and yeah. I will heat up and crisp both sides oh. of the stuffing patty. Oh, that's fun! And then put that on the turkey. So you've got the turkey, you've got the cranberry sauce, you've got the stuffing patty that's been crisped. Then I like to heat up some green bean casserole and put that on the top of the oh, stuffing. That's in your sandwich too. Yeah, instead of like a lettuce or whatever. Holy shit! And then the other end of it goes on there. It, it's a complicated thing. It's How delicious. Do you put that in your mouth. It seems very wild. Well, you know, you're only putting like a slice of turkey on there. It's not okay. a lot, and you right, mash okay. that the the stuffing down into a thin patty. I thought my grandma's was hardcore with the onion and the stuffing and the turkey and the, and your grandma no, sounds delicious it's too. Delicious, but you, but you your grandma have... wasn't fat. So <laughs> <laughs> that's why mine's a bit more like when I say a Thanksgiving sandwich, dude, it's all on there except for the mashed potatoes. Right. Or or well you don't do the sweet potatoes you said. So that's not, not on either. the sandwich. No no, no. no. You know I'll usually this is gross. I'll kind of eat them cold with a little whipped cream. Over okay. the next couple of days, because like I said, I really usually don't do pumpkin pie if yeah, I've done the yeah. sweet potatoes. 
let me ask you this because I talked about what what's in my stuffing and everyone has well you said you did the cornbread stuff mm-hmm. but what else is in it not much else um not much else besides cornbread like what's in it uh well the meat aspect because some people will usually do yeah. like say do a you, sausage no you... I do just bacon okay so bacon's in yours mm-hmm. okay um I'll usually take do you put eggs? Sometimes my grandma would no. put eggs in her cornbread. And you know, the funny thing is when you said that, I thought to myself, oh, that's not a bad idea. Eggs on top and in it. To, hard to set it, yeah. They're like hard boiled. Oh, no. No, yeah. I've never tried that. That would be good, too. Mm-hmm. Um, no, what I do is I'll saute, chop up bacon, right? Little strips. Like, just get the bacon, put it in the freezer for a bit, pull it out, and then make real fine strips of it, throw it in the pan, render it down then I throw in the um what is it uh celery carrot I like them pretty finely chopped onion red pepper and break okay. those vegetables down in the bacon that's grease. right you mentioned red pepper but yeah and I'll usually pepper. like pull the crispy bacon that I've crisped and rendered down set it off to the side for a minute while I get those guys nice and squishy you'll you know? put the crispy bacon back in yes the yeah and then so you put that all back in and then usually some stock because you need the liquid and then you throw the the cornbread back in and you have to stir it really gently that's one thing I have not perfected yet. I've got to figure it out is how to cook the cornbread properly so it doesn't break down so bad when you're trying to gently fold it in. I think what I need to do is bake it rather thin, cut it into cubes, re-dry it again in an oven. I used to just kind of let it sit out and stale a bit. Not, But that's not enough for the cornbread? <laughs> no. Still too moist. I do, like, I do use Jiffy cornbread mm-hmm. and it it holds up, you know. I think I'd have to leave it out for a long time to get real stale. What about crusties or another brand? Or maybe I just don't like them. I really don't. I like Jiffy cornbread. I That's my cut, favorite. A crusty, you know, we just did a, um, we've been doing black beans in the Instant Pot. Yeah. Delicious. Yes. We've been doing kind of like a ranchero, you know, a little bit spicy. Mm-hmm. And so I made some, I just got the crusties and it was like a honey cornbread. Huh. Delicious. I, and I cooked it in my, um, my big, um, wrought iron skillet. Oh, nice. Oh yeah. Old school. Mm-hmm. See, I'm thinking maybe Delish. I should take that cornbread and I should bake it on a cookie sheet and then, you oh, know, maybe tip it out and while it's hot, cube, cube it. it. Mm-hmm. Or cube it first and then do the cookie sheet. That'll dry it out better. Well, well that's what I was thinking. So cube it. And then put it back on the cookie sheet and stick it back in the oven to dry out completely. But even once it's dry, it is a fragile structure. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be honest, a couple times I've made and it was, oh man, it was delicious. But it was almost like corn paste, mm-hmm. you know? Just the act of trying to very gently fold the ingredients in. And I didn't even use a lot of stock. Trust me, just a wee little bit. Mostly to get the good stuff off the bottom of the pan. Yeah. Just turned it to mush. It was delicious delicious mush, mush. though. Yeah, it was good. I'm sure. This was for you. I don't know if you've ever tried it, but you know that delicious French potato that you love with the butter oh, and the yes. cream. The French <gasps> potatoes dauphinoise. Yes. yes. So I was going to suggest to you, if you get to where you'd like to try it, if you'd like to try something with parsnips, 
try a try parsnip gratin. Not the cheddar gratin, but just it's a little closer to the Dauphinois, where it's just the cream. With Is like it Gruyere? Uh, no, man, no, that would be fantastic, well, though. Because that's what... That's what's in the Daphinoise. Is. So a, a gratin doesn't have cheese in it. It's just like a it's spiced cream. cream. Right. It's in, and cream. it's fantastic. Um, but parsnips with uh, Gruyere would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, but you can thin it. slice parsnips and potatoes. Sure. And like alternate. just use them alternate. Yes, it's amazing. I love parsnip gratin. Um, it's one of those things where my family's really not going to eat it because it is such a delicate flavor. But maybe if I Delicious. did some Gruyere with it, yes. mm. might get some takers. I don't know. They don't really like some of those really delicate flavors. You know, like with them doing the cream and the nutmeg, they'd be like, this is disgusting. Now, right. I like it. Nutmeg and thyme. Mm-hmm. It's delicious. It's so good. Although when I took home the potato stuff in a while, the husband... F- vacuumed them up of course because did i sent you homeless stuff? yeah you did and he inhaled them of course they used a you used a really quality potato hey you know what yeah. let's talk about that <laughs> because what i, I think, think I used using red, what did i use red or gold yukon i thought you used a gold yukon uh, probably i think i did yukon think, gold i'm sorry not a yeah gold. yukon yukon gold i didn't use a regular russet potato no sure. now if i'm going to make just mashed potatoes of sure. course i'm just going to buy That's a fine. russet they're light they're fluffy it's a nice mashed potato yeah um you just incorporate what do you put in yours i do a little butter little splash of half and half and you call it what? good we, salt pepper mashed potatoes around here we we like the instant it's a dollar we're okay with it oh yeah if i'm making salmon those. or steak or whatever we we just do the instant it's so easy and we like it i don't like them did you, now, but i did do uh, fried potatoes note. um for breakfast two, two weeks ago i microwaved them first just to get them soft and then cut them up and slice them and i'm um, sauteed them with onion and a skillet and they, you know made breakfast potatoes they were delicious now, if you want to do mashed potatoes without doing the packet, which I understand if you like the packet. We like the packet. We're okay with it. Dude, your Instant Pot. Peel your potatoes. Yeah, that's a good idea. Use yeah. an Instant Pot. Peel them. You don't even have to, you don't really even have to cut them apart. Just peel them. Little bit of water in there with them. Yeah. Depending on, if you're doing a whole potato, you may have to do it like for more time. But if you cube your potato down a bit, you know, reduce the size of right. it. Like 20 minutes. Yeah, tops. Boom, mashed potatoes are done. And then you just take the lid off. You can stir your cream and your butter and your salt and pepper right into the pot. There you go. Well, I think by the time Thanksgiving comes, I should be at my COVID-19 because I think some, I'm around like COVID-12 at this point, mm. poundage-wise. Mm. So yeah, mm. by then after all... I think all I'm past this, that. <laughs> after we eat all this. So um, if you have any recipe ideas um, or have a apple caramel cheesecake um, recipe that I need again please email us at feedback at galpodcast.com that is feedback at galpodcast.com and as we end this episode I'm going to eat my last Reese's white chocolate oh so you can spend the rest of the evening clearing your throat exactly Mm. it's my last one I've been I've been waiting Mm, you've been sitting on that treasure like a dragon I have it's all mine so um Join us next time. We're going to have an interesting adventure on our next episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Might even be dangerous. Maybe. Um, if Rochelle has her way. Yes. Jenny. <laughs> so, so join us then. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.